Thanks for tuning in to Expressing Motherhood. My name is Lindsay Cabot. I am a Los Angeles mother of three, and I am so excited that you're tuning in to our stories. I just started uploading all of the um, pieces a year ago to our podcast. I really wanted to keep our stories um, to the theater and to the event, the night itself, because I just think that's a special thing. But I feel like with the podcast, the stories still, you can still catch that magic over the podcast. So I hope you're enjoying them. Um, please feel free, to, feel free to subscribe and leave a, a review if you are so moved to do so. Okay. You are about to listen to Melena Haugen. She has been in Expressing Motherhood. I think this might have been her fourth time. She's this beautiful, tall, smart, kind, witty, blonde who's always a real treat to have in the show. And after graduating from the University of Pennsylvania, Melena worked in national and local television news as a writer and producer. She started her career working for Shepard Smith at Fox News and then moved on to New York affiliates WABC7 and Fox 5. She has three children, and she's a proud member of the Writers Guild of America, and she lives in West Hollywood with her husband and her three little girls. Without further ado, here is Melena in Expressing Motherhood. It's midnight in mid-July, and I'm sitting by my parents' pool outside Washington, D.C., watching swift little bats skim the water for bugs, listening to the rowdy cicadas and the melodious crickets. The cicadas are my madelines, stirring memories of long-ago summers spent sneaking kisses and wine coolers in this vast backyard. I take a sip of my own contraband wine. Like a teenager, I still have to sneak my nips because my mom is eagle-eyed, even though I'm 42 years old. And I rub my fourth finger on my left hand, bare now of a wedding ring. It was giving me a rash, itchy and blistered. Instead of having it cleaned, I simply stopped wearing it. I brought my three children with me to this old house, this musty, dusty house of my youth, ostensibly to spend a good chunk of time with their grandparents. For my daughters to appreciate where I grew up, the creaking wood floors, the chicken coop, the lush green woods, so different from the dry palm trees and small hot bungalow where we live in LA. But if I was to be perfectly honest, I would tell you that I flew across the country with my very young, very energetic children to get away from, or let's see, to take a hiatus from my husband. <laughs> Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, coming from someone who is neither abused nor destitute. But how do I explain that distance that started as a tiny fissure and is now a vast chasm? My husband on one side, buried in work. Me on the other, buried in children. Sitting in that warm midnight darkness, I find myself wondering how my husband and I became such a cliché the husband working round the clock seven days a week, stressed with a burgeoning career, the wife at home with the children, tired of all the sibling squabbles, the butt wiping, and the constant battles with the television, a single mom, if you will, who can't date. That's <laughs> true. As I sit there, I think back on a phone conversation I had earlier that day with my husband, who was back in L.A. It went something like this. What? Yes, I'm using my parents' Wi-Fi. Well, I don't know who's streaming. We're not using any data. Well, I don't know why you're getting texts from AT&T saying we're burning through our data. 
Well, why didn't you get the unlimited data plan? Ugh. Girls, daddy's on the phone. <sighs> when I was pregnant with my third child, a wise woman with her own three kids warned me that three will test you in ways you've never been tested. Hmm, I thought, one gin-soaked trip to New Orleans too late, sweetheart. But I couldn't quite shake her words and a specific line in her email that caught my eye. It will put a lot of stress on your marriage, she wrote. A faint bell of warning echoed in my heart, but still, how hard could it be? We already had two kids. I mean, true, the first was hard on me. Postpartum depression caught me unawares and swept me out to sea. And the second was harder on him with juggling kids and the sleepless nights. But I thought we were seasoned vets by now. Besides, my husband and I, we were supposed to be different, special parents. <laughs> Aren't we all? We would be loving yet firm, benevolent dictators, more Putin than Pol Pot. <laughs> Our kids would gobble up biryani and bouillabaisse. We would take them to exotic lands. No TV, no iPads. Our unique type of parenting would produce precocious yet respectful children. <laughs> children whose tidy appearance and polite curiosity would garner praise from strangers and stir up envy in more weak-willed parents. <laughs> Oddly, our parenting, based on the ever-elusive parental instinct and not on actual books written by experts, didn't seem to produce these children. <laughs> And when child-rearing didn't go exactly how we planned, we seemed to turn our frustration on each other. That night in July at my parents, I turned off the pool filter and went to the kitchen to rinse my wine glass, a.k.a. destroy the evidence. <laughs> I was surprised to find my mom there, unloading the dishwasher. Standing to face me, she paused and then said, Melina, sit down here. Let's have a little wine. My mother, suggesting wine... This must be serious. I start mentally ticking out the list. Cancer, Alzheimer's, bankruptcy. She, she cleared her throat. <clears throat> when I got married, Grandma told me there would be good decades and bad decades. Oh, she's talking about my marriage. Wait, did she say decades? <laughs> oh, my God. When you and your sisters were little, Daddy and I had some bumps, too. So give yourself a break. Give him a break. Young children are hard on a marriage. It's not going to be smooth, but one day you will look back on this time as both beautiful and precious. Well, it took me a second to digest this hallmark moment. First of all, I wasn't aware my marriage bumps were so obvious. And also, maybe, just maybe because I brought my kids to my parents' house so they could see what a good marriage was. One that consists of love notes tucked into my dad's paper bag lunches that he still carries to work, of daily walks together. I've never seen my parents spar, certainly never swear or raise their voices at their children or each other. They seem in love all the time. But I guess all marriages have struggles, as mundane as they seem. Children seem to be the great equalizers, and even the mighty oaks that are my parents were felled momentarily by the acts that children innocently wield. As the days slip by, and I'm lying with three kids and no childcare, they dragged by, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> but they slipped by. My thoughts turned more and more to my husband. 
I started texting little love notes along with the daily roundup of pictures of the kids. I started calling him after the little ones were in bed, just to chat, like we did when we first met. Alone in my childhood bedroom, surrounded by faded posters of horses and guns and roses, <laughs> our conversations are relaxed and meandering, loving, and sometimes even sexy. I miss you, he whispers. I hang up, and the drone of the cicadas has a soporific effect on me, like a familiar lullaby. I slip under the soft sheets in my childhood bed, closing my eyes as I hear the gentle breathing of my children and dream about holding my husband in my arms. <laughs>